0: discussing chapter 1, Arjuna Vishadayoga, Yoga of Arjuna's Grief. The chapter opened with Dhritarashtra's question, showing his anxiety about what's happening at Dharmakshetra, Kurukshetra. The Kurukshetra, which is a Dharmakshetra, because they have got together there to establish Dharma. Both sides, you think, we are establishing Dharma. Then for the next ten verses we have seen Duryodhana's anxiety, whether this is enough for him to win this war. So he went to Drona, he told him all the things what were in his mind, it reflected his anxiety that whether this army is enough or not, or it seemed like it is enough that we can win this war. So whether the war is winnable or not was his anxiety in the next ten verses. Seeing that Bhishma declared the war so he blew his conch and that was the declaration of war the next 6 verses we see that what was the response from the other side and what was the condition after the war is declared that's where we see Arjuna getting really excited about this war he picked up his gandiva and raised his gandiva so we know he is ready as we discussed last time when sanjay went to Virata's kingdom to meet with Pandavas for peace treaty. Basically, Sanjaya's task was to convince Pandavas to give up this fight without getting anything in return. Well, just for the sake of being good, don't fight. That's what Arjuna told Sanjay. They tell the Duryodhan, we will completely destroy the entire Dhritarashtra clan. When Krishna and I are together, even Indra's army cannot win us. So our Victory is guaranteed. So when Arjuna saw that now everyone is ready to fight, he picked up his Gandiva and raised his Gandiva, showing that he is ready. And he blew his conch. Krishna blew his conch. And then we have seen everybody else blew their conches. Arjuna at that point asked Krishna to put his chariot between the two armies. Up till this time, we see the Arjuna's supreme confidence but when he saw the people on both sides, he probably remember everything Sanjaya said, Dhritarashtra's message. That what will happen if we have this war? Well, you have to fight against your own people. You'll be killing your own people. You'll be incurring sin. My sons are not smart enough. They do not follow me. But you people are the good ones. You're the nice people. You should follow the dharma. And that created problem for Arjuna. He started having nervous breakdown, an anxiety attack, and then finally he got deluded in what is right and what is wrong. So we have seen Arjuna's argument why he should not fight, as we see that he has clearly indicated that he is not in his own senses. He says, "I can't stand; my body is burning. I can hold the Gandiva, and I see no good omens." Nimittanī. Ni I see bad woman. He is a general of an army. He is not supposed to be in any kind of superstition. He is having delusion. Because the reality which he is describing is not the reality he thought just few minutes ago, hours ago, when he was ready to fight. Though. He kept making argument to Krishna that what is the point in fighting this war and winning the kingdom for whom we are fighting? We do everything for our family and for the happiness and pleasure of our family. If we are going to destroy the family, what is the point in having this kingdom? And then he said, it will be okay if they kill me. It was given that if he doesn't fight, maybe he gets killed. Even if they kill me, it's fine. Because I would not kill my relatives for the dominion over three worlds. And we said that means the complete control over this universe. So what to say about a small kingdom of Hastinapur? I'm not ready to fight. He's expecting that Krishna will have some positive reaction to his argument. That I think we are making some sense. We always wanted to have peace. Let's pack our bags and go home. But that is not happening. He continues to make his own argument. In verse 36, he says, Nihatya dhartrarashtra naha ka sya janardana Papam eva asrayet asman hatva etan atatayinaha Killing the sons of Dhritarashtra ka prithi He wrote pleasure in it, o janardana Here he addresses Krishna as Janardana. Janardana is one all people invoke to get all that we desire. So Vishnu is called Janardana. Here Krishna is called Janardana. He says, what is the pleasure in killing these people? I am invoking you, Janardana. You tell me where my pleasure lies. Pāpam eva asrayet asma. That we will only be committing sins. By by killing these criminals. So he is not of the opinion that this war is bad because both sides have something to think about. But he said, these people are criminals, that's given. But killing these criminals will incurs it. Here we see the contradiction in his argument. One hand he says that these people are criminals, other hand he says, I do not want to punish them. Killing basically capital punishment to a criminal. You may argue about capital punishment, but if that is a legitimate punishment for a crime, and you know that a crime is committed, and then you still let people go, just like the Kentucky governor, he gave pardon to 400 people, including some of the worst criminals. Now, is that a good precedent? For rest of the states in the country, that you can convict a criminal, put him in jail, and then pardon him, or out of compassion, okay, well he committed crime, but we are not like him. Why should we punish him? Give him free ride. Can a society function like that? The answer is obviously no. If there is no law enforcement, the laws mean nothing. We know that, right? If I'm driving on 64 to go to Charlottesville from here, and I use that example because I do that all the time, that because 64 from Richmond to Charlottesville is a pretty quiet road. You typically don't encounter much traffic, and when you are sure that nobody is there to catch you, you don't even remember what the speed limit is. You are just in a hurry to get there, so if you're driving about in 85 miles an hour till you see the car in front of you kind of slows down, and then get to about 70, you realize there's something different here. You also slow down. Then the guy behind you slows down. Because somebody spotted a cop. Because there's a fear that if I violate the law of this country or the state, the cop will catch me and I'll be punished. If all cops were like... Arjuna and say, well, that's okay. Please continue. Obviously, there won't be any laws. Laws will have no meaning. Without law enforcers, the law has no meaning. Once you have determined that person is a criminal, it becomes a moral duty to punish him. And as Bible says, not to punish a person, but punish his criminal act. You're punishing his criminal act. Here, Arjuna is contradicting himself. He said, these people are criminals. They are worthy of capital punishment. And Swamiji gives us some background why that is so. Swamiji quotes Manusmriti here. Then Manusmriti, in chapter 8, verse 350 and 351 says that whether a person is an acharya or an old man or even a Veda knowing Brahmin, these are all considered great sin. If you kill person of this stature. But he said if he is determined to be a criminal, he should be killed right away. That's what says. Okay. If he comes in front as an atatai, he should be killed on the spot without a thought. There is no sin involved in killing a felon. Manus Prithi was the law of the land at the time. And now he says that we should let these people go. So we see that that's a contradiction in his thinking. On one hand, he was trained as a soldier and a prince to maintain the law and order in the society. That's the job of a person who is in charge. Now he's saying that it's okay, because they are my relatives, my cousins, my teachers, my maternal uncles. Therefore, it is okay. His argument is not that these acts are not criminal or these people are okay, worthy of uh, Shama, but his argument was because they are my relatives. So if all the laws in the countries are, are governed that way because they are related to the people who are in charge, that they should be allowed to be working in whatever manner they want to work in the society. Therefore, Bhagavan doesn't say anything here. He keeps quiet. And Arjuna then continues his argument. Tasmat. In the words before he defined sin, that if you let go your own relative, it's okay. If you punish your own relative of his crime, then it's a sin. So he completely distorted the definition of sin as accepted by the Shastras and by that society. Now he is coming to the conclusion, tasmat na arha vayam hantum dhartarashtraam Svabandhavan. Svajanam hi katham hatva syama madhava. Verse before he addressed Krishna as Janardana. I am invoking you for my own peace and pleasure and finding a right situation for me. O Janardana. Now he said I have come to the conclusion. So O madhava. Madhava means so he is very attractive and very sweet is not very harsh. Like my granddaughter says, Dada, you are always nice. Because I don't scold her. <laughs> Grandma is not that nice. <laughs> my granddaughter is always sure. That no matter what she does, she can get away with it. With me. Not with Meena or her mom or her dad. So Krishna, here is mother. You're my friend, Krishna. You understand what I'm talking about. Tasmat na arha. Therefore... We shall not kill the sons of Dhritarashtra and our relatives. How can we be happy by killing our own people? His conclusion and the argument for his conclusion. That we cannot be happy by killing our own people, even though they are criminals. So obviously the lesson here is that there are sometimes you have to take some tough decisions in life. They may be your own people, your own children, your own relatives. But once you decide that their behavior is not appropriate, you have to take appropriate actions. So here, Moha and a Loba together. Moha is they are my people. How can you go against my people? That's why there are party line votes. One party sees the same truth as very compelling. Another party says... I don't see any truth here. Why? Because of moha. I have to be loyal to my party, loyal to my people, no matter what the action is. Because it would be only painful to punish our own people. Therefore, I am not ready to kill them. Not because it is the right thing to do, but because they are my relatives and killing them will not give me any pleasure so I'm now greedy about preserving my pleasure my mental happiness so in both cases the loba and moha we are after pleasure result of moha is pleasure when I meet somebody whom I really love and like I have pleasure my granddaughter comes to me there's pleasure there the more loba is if she can be there all the time, at least when I am available. They are lobo, they greed. I want to maintain that pleasure as long as I can. By not killing them, I will maintain my pleasure. that I will not feel guilty about it. Yadi epete na pasyanti lobo aphat chetasaha kulakshaya Krutam dosham mitra dohe chapatakam Though these with their intelligence clouded by greed see no evil in the destruction of the families, in the society, and no sin in the cruelty of friends. He's actually admitting that these people are doing exactly what I think is a sin. But I am better than them. So he's putting himself on a pedestal saying, these people are not recognizing that killing people and their relatives is a sin. But I know that it's a sin. So he defined his sin by himself. Then I'm applying it to them. that They are doing it. But I don't want to be like them. I'm better than them. Therefore, I don't want to fight the battle. If there are other people who are not my relatives, I would have killed them. I wouldn't have any doubt whatsoever. But here he says, because their intelligence is clouded, they are ready to kill their own relatives and incur sin. But we are not like that. Katham, why should not we, who clearly see evil in the destruction of the family units, that's he is assuming that Krishna is on his side now. He has bought his argument, because he says, mother, You know, we understand, right? We are on this side. So he is assuming that Krishna has already accepted his argument, so he said, why should not we who clearly see evil in the destruction of the family units? Family is important. That's not Republican Party constantly family values, you know. Family unit is important. Because family unit is the unit of yeah. a society. Society is made up of families and as long as family unit is healthy and happy, society is happy and healthy. You take that unit and destroy it, the society does not remain intact. So he said, we know that. We know how the society functions. By destroying families, we'll be destroying society. Therefore, let's agree that we're going to go away from here and not fight this battle. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadraani Pashyantu Ma Dukha Bhagavad Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo